0: Doing out there. Say it louder. Oh, okay. All right? Not you, them. I heard you. Welcome to Road Sodas. Welcome.
1: I'm one of your hosts, Ben Warden.
0: And I am Jimbo Shaw. Oh, you cracked our, our first soda. Crisp. Ooh.
1: That sounds refreshing.
0: <laughs> it is. And it may be. But you know what's not refreshing is shitty jobs.
1: Yes. You know, it's also not refreshing this topic because we're sticking (laughs) with the same one because we record things far enough ahead of time that we haven't gotten any feedback on the first work one yet. So I'm going to assume that y'all loved it and you want three of them in a row.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) Because if you know us. You don't know any of these stories about our terrible jobs that we've had basically in the late 2000s right now.
1: Yeah. And also fuck moderation. We're just going to give
0: you an assload of these and guess what, we're not even on my resume yet, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, for me we've uh, we've barely left we're not at college we're in the summer before college still wow yeah uh, we're not going to do a correspondence this week
0: no this is our correspondence
1: this is us currently corresponding with each other and if you have a problem with that you can submit an email to road pod at gmail dot fart
0: <laughs> yep yep that's that's our email yep the uh dot fart server yeah yeah.
1: Owned and operated by yours truly out of a bunch of servers I have hidden in basements across southern Nepal.
0: Really? Southern Nepal? You like the flat part of Nepal? Oh, it's beautiful.
1: Mm. Really easy yeah. to dig a bunker. Nice. Well,
0: you know, that that's a quality we strive for in a locale, is ability to dig a quality bunker.
1: Yeah. And that if you, you, know, you say it in the right accent, it sounds like nipple. And that's just wholesome fun.
0: Yeah. Well, nipple's a fun place, man. Yeah, Nippley, Italy. <laughs> Nippley, Florida. That's about it.
1: That's all I got.
0: <laughs> Mike Nippley, that catcher? Yep, yep. All right, that's enough of the close to nipple things bit. And that's enough uh, areola areas. Oh, ho. you can't just pun better than the entire bit like that on me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. Well believe we left off with me accidentally teasing a story that I thought I could wrap up my first Blockbuster entirely. But the following story, don't do any of what I did. It was very fucking stupid. And in retrospect, uh, really shouldn't have gone as well as it did. Quick backstory. This is right before I left for college. I'm working at Blockbuster in my hometown. One of the perks of working at the Blockbuster is you have all the free rentals. And as everybody... When a small group of friends, when you get your first couple of jobs does, everyone just trades employee benefits.
0: Goddamn right. That's that's the high schooler's code. Yes. It's like, we got a buddy who works at Taco Bell? Fuck yes.
1: Yeah. Now we can so start swapping DVD rentals for Rap Supremes. Now we're living the good life. And so I was very excited because a couple strip malls down, they were opening the first Little Caesars in the area. I guess it was kind of one over in, in Newark, Delaware, but that's kind of far.
0: Well, I mean, there, were, there was one that we went to a ton as a kid that, that turned into a newsstand in a crappy shopping center. But yeah, man, that whole Route 40 stretch really took off in the late 2000s. They got a Sonic. Yeah. I remember. I love that Sonic. That Royal
1: Farms does well. <sighs>
0: The best gas station chain fried chicken money can buy.
1: Big time. <laughs> but so this, the the guy who actually got me the job at Golden Corral was going to be working at the Little Caesars. That was literally, I mean, it, this might have been the, the night of this. I think was the second night that the Little Caesars had opened up. And so I am working for a guy younger than me, even though I am 17. I believe the manager on duty was 16 and I was, I don't know, going in the back to get to restock candy or some shit. Who the fuck knows? I was in the back room, and I hear some yelling, and I come out, and I'm all amped up on being a 17-year-old idiot. And my boss, again, a 16-year-old, is like, that guy just stole, like, all the... I guess it would have been PS3 games, like the
0: new and most expensive stuff
1: that the store had. He
0: got Resistance, Fall of Man, son of a bitch, go get those six copies.
1: Yeah, and now here's the beginning of my terrible, terrible decision making. Because he said, we're going to get fired, and I thought that was a, a statement with any value to it. Because one, why would we get fired? Two, so what if I did? It's fucking blockbuster, and I think by this point I might have been making five twenty-five an hour. I think I'm have to oh, a ten-cent raise.
0: Ben's first raise. Hard to
1: say, but uh, regardless, I had just come off uh, a season as you know an undefeated cross country team captain. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'll chase this guy." I weigh what a buck fifty,
0: soaking wet. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. At six, at six-two, I'll be, I'll be a. Uh, real intimidating foe i'll be a real vigilante to this i'll flail him to death yeah it's 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 nighttime so i run outside and there's some kids skateboarding and they were like did that guy just steal a bunch of shit and i was like yes which way did he go and one guy was like i'll i'll show you and chase him down with you and so we just start running through this field and the kid quickly bailed because he was even younger than we were but uh you know i see the guy running and he's he's probably i mean it's just the field there's nothing in between me and him but he's pretty far away so i chased him down probably about like uh, close to like a quarter of a mile before i caught up with him and then as soon as i got near him i realized i don't know what i'm gonna do here i'm not capable of fighting not that that would have been what i was gonna do anyway but i was and you weren't armed no i was wearing a blockbuster polo shirt that was my yeah. most intimidating, that was my uniform. That was how I was going to, you know, at the time, I don't even think I had a deep voice yet.
0: Anything you could have grabbed would have been more dangerous than what you had.
1: Yeah, and so luckily, upon my arrival, he tripped and fell down and spilled the DVDs, or the PS3 games, just everywhere.
0: Ah, Resistance, Fall Man, almost got
1: it. Yeah, and that's when I saw, he had stolen the locked boxes that we keep on the shelf which are empty there's there's no value to it at all what
0: yeah those those little game
1: <laughs> what <laughs> the, the, the the game boxes that they put in the locked case at, at blockbuster did not he just contem- stole
0: the things off the shelves
1: yes all mm-hmm. the all the discs were safe and sound uh behind uh, in a locked cabinet behind the counter that my boss Absolutely knew about because that I mean when people rented games, you had to get them out of the thing that was the whole point of the system,
0: so a guy walks in and steals a bunch of meaningless plastic off of the shelves, and you guys are like, "We are going to get fired yet the giant gumball machine it's just like we I don't turn that way i don't I don't look yeah I don't look behind me when I'm doing stuff,
1: yeah, so another bad decision by myself was to say fuck it i'm going to go ahead oh t- two bad decisions call the police not a good idea and two or three i guess if we're going you know the sub the, the sum total of bad decisions is continue to follow this guy <sighs> he seemed angry but he was now completely winded like the reason he tripped and fell was just cuz he was completely exhausted and so he gets up and he picks up the uh, the dvd or the 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 the, box, the empty boxes uh, which I told him they were empty, but, you know, I I don't think he believed me. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, why why would he? And so I, I just, I'm, you know, maybe 30 feet behind him, and he he's now just just walking. And he would jog for, like, 10 feet at a time and then kind of stop and hunch over, wheezing again. And eventually we get to, like, a little development, and he starts climbing over little, like, three-foot fences in people's backyards and stuff. And I'm on the phone with, with 911 just trying to describe where I am, but the problem with that area is there are no street signs really i mean there's no it's not a there's no grid system there's no blocks
0: yeah he just ran kind of into the field over there and then he kept going so whatever's on the other side of that shit
1: that's basically (laughs) what i said i was like i'm in the neighborhood behind the block that's like you know half a mile behind the blockbuster off of route 40 and they're like we need a street and i was like i bet you do i can give you a house number but they only have the street signs on some of the intersections in that area because again it's a small rural neighborhood no like
0: yeah it's not like boston's like that everyone
1: who knows <laughs> everyone who lives there knows all those streets i just don't live in that like, i didn't live in that part of the county and so we're walking around for a good half hour and at one point he picks up like a fucking 2 by 8 that's probably like six seven feet long that that it's one of two that a guy's using as a ramp to get his tractor into the shed (laughs) and he picks one up as if he's gonna hit me with it but like it's enormous like you cannot use that as a weapon
0: only to an unsuspecting victim
1: (laughs) yeah so i reached out and just grab i put a hand on it and he i was like all right like so we're done with this right because i we're now equally holding the the two by eight (sighs) you you can't swing it at me anymore Why have
0: you not bailed at this point in the story? No idea. Just pure
1: 17-year-old dumbass cockiness. Don't... don't, Again... 5.25
0: an hour. Yeah, I'll work nights and weekends. Fuck it.
1: If you work any job and anybody just steals shit from it, just let your boss know. That's it. Don't do anything else. Don't call the cops. Don't... Definitely don't chase them. Don't leave the fucking store. If it's you... Don't say anything. Yeah, in fact, if it's fucking candy or some empty boxes, don't even tell your boss. Fuck it. Like, it's just it doesn't matter. But I was a big dumbass, and eventually we come around a corner from this one house, and there were about six or seven cop cars just parked in the street and, like, I don't know, four times as many cops just walking around. And I was like, hey, everybody. And so they came over. And uh, when they patted him down, they found a, a pocket knife on him, which I made sure to let them know he had he had never shown or produced or wielded in any fashion. And, uh, you know, he's the whole time he's talking shit like, oh, man, while you were chasing me, uh, so, my, my buddy was back robbing the store because I was the only one guy in the store. And I was like, oh, well, that's an even stupider reason for me to have left. Like, Damn. I wonder if that, ha- that 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 was not the case. I really don't know why he was saying that.
0: Yeah. The old bait and switch.
1: Yeah, so then one of of the cops was like, uh, hey, uh, you want me to drive you back to the Blockbuster? I was like, yeah, I don't really know where I am. So, yeah, that'd be great. So he he drives me back, and uh, on the way, he was like, hey, so you like that band uh, Rusted Root? (laughs) They they weren't on the radio, and at the time, I definitely knew their one hit, that, send me on my way, (laughs) send me on my way. Mm -hmm." Like, I knew that song, but I didn't know it was them. Like, I didn't, you know. I'd probably heard the name rusted, but I was just like, uh, I don't think so. No. And he was like, man, they're really good. And it was just like this old fat cop just telling me about like rusted, <laughs> rusted root route. for like a seven minute car ride. Well, oh, good for him. I, fa- I found out during that car ride, in addition to the rusted root facts, that the reason that so many cops were there, that they'd all piled in as many cops as they could into the cars was because they were all at the little Caesars pizza for its grand opening, (laughs) So, which is even more insane because that's not an eat-in restaurant. Little Caesars are to go. Like you walk up to the counter, you buy a hot and ready pizza for $5. Uh, I'll, I'll be expecting my check in the mail. Little Caesars pizza and then you get the fuck out of there. They have a couple of chairs so that you can wait in case you're ordering like a
0: custom pizza. Yeah, the Detroit style. Yeah. They don't
1: yeah, they don't have tables. It's a it's a take and go.
0: Uh Crazy Bread and Counters is what I remember from that since closed Little Caesars in in Fairfield Shopping Center.
1: Yeah. The fallout from that was I came back from Boston later for the court. You got fired for the court. No. <laughs> <laughs> now. Anyway, that'd be better. So uh, I you know they asked me the value of what he stole, and I said under a dollar. And uh, I got I got subpoenaed, and I came back from Boston, took the Chinatown bus back, brought some nice clothes with me, then got extremely drunk with one of my friends and slept through the court hearing. <laughs> so, but I I did check later because Maryland uh, court records are are public; you can just search it. And I I knew the guy's name, and so he he was I think he got like probation for the knife. Because I the charges were, like, you know, theft of property valued under $20 or something like that. But Jeez. then it was, like, po- possession of an illegal knife or stuff, <laughs> like something like that. So he had, like, a couple months probation. And I feel really bad about it now. I, you know, he didn't fucking steal anything, and I fucking ruined his whole shit. Just and-
0: by being, like, in better shape than him. Like, you, you fucked his shit up for a couple of years, and, and his record up for life just because you were a track star.
1: Yeah. You you know, those like things where you think, you think about something you did when you were younger and plenty of comedians have bits about it yet. You just have to shout the memory out of your head you, or just, you just kind of shake your head and cringe. you just, it, it happens to me a lot in the, in the shower or when I'm driving by myself and work, like you just think of like just the worst shit you've done that maybe, I mean, you know, it's not like, it's not like getting into a fight. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, some socially fucking horror, like you're just like god damn it, that was I cannot believe I behaved that way. That's a big one for me is is that I did any and all of that. And uh I got home after that my mom was out of town. Uh, one of my buddies was over, maybe a few buddies and I I I I said, "Oh, I remember." We we're having a Little Caesars pizza that night because our buddy was working at the Little Caesars pizza place. So he came over with some Little Caesars pizza.
0: Hell of a day, hot and ready.
1: I was telling him what happened, and my friend was like, "What was that guy's uh. name?" And so I told him, and uh, he was like, "Oh shit, dude, that's my cousin." And important for this story, uh, the guy who said that is is black, and the guy who robbed the store was was white. And I was like, "I've met your cousin. That guy is black. This guy was white. Is not your cousin. Mm-hmm. Don't worry." I did yeah. not I did not just have your cousin arrested. I had a stranger arrested, which you know, in my 17-year-old brain was then fine, which, you know, is not. But, yeah, you know, could have ended really badly. Didn't take my advice anybody out there who's working a shit retail job. Yeah, working at a Blockbuster. No job is worth getting into any sort of harm at all. Like <laughs> it's just well, not
0: well, I mean, I still do have a laminated active shooter card from from one of your jobs where they gave you some advice on when there's an active shooter.
1: Fuck, what job was that?
0: Uh, that was a second shifter. Oh, marshals. Yeah. So, so when you uh when there's an active shooter, you lock the door and like try to hide and shit. But if somebody tries to break in, <laughs> you hit them with a the plan. Them. Yeah, yeah, you jump them, jump real hard, and. <laughs> If it's the police, you don't jump them.
1: Yeah. Oh, I remember that handout because on the same page. It was like
0: it, it, it emphasized anyone the, trying to get in, attack them. Yeah. Unless it's the police. It emphasized the importance of immediately
1: attacking. It's, it said, throw a flower pot. You know how offices frequently all just have flower pots in every room. Uh, throw a f- flower pot.
0: Attach the letter openers to your fingers. A printer is another one that it said
1: to throw. Just throw, just huck a printer. And then it said, if the police come in, put your hands up so that they know you're not a threat and let them know any information you have on the shooter's location. And it's just like, all right, well, you can't do both.
0: So, yeah, I'm in one my mi- mindset because, like, you led with that. <laughs> Why don't you lead with, Most likely, you're going to encounter the police. Just in case you encounter a crazy person with a gun, jump them. Yeah,
1: absolutely reckless behavior on HR's I still have that card.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm glad. I still have that. Just in case there's an active shooter in our apartment, I need to know (laughs) how to act.
1: That's why that apartment has flower pots and printers in every corner.
0: Mm. No, it's more like skulls and and trophies and, and weird statuettes.
1: But yeah, so that's my last uh, my last story from the Maryland blockbusters that I worked at. Whew.
0: You went north of the Mason Dixon line after that, huh?
1: No, well, I went to Delaware, but I went okay. to ones that are south of the Mason Dixon line.
0: I guess, yeah. Well, Delaware used to be part of Pennsylvania. That's how old I am. Yeah,
1: it was Fox Run, which that stores now. Oh, before the the blockbuster, the first blockbuster I worked at was a blockbuster. It was a gym which means that these giant floor-to-ceiling mirrors Ooh. in the back and, nice. like, a bunch of showers in the bathroom. Mm. And then after Blockbuster, I believe it turned back into a gym. Of uh, course. And, and then, yeah, the next one I worked at was in Fox Run, which is in, like, I guess, Bear, Delaware, or Newark, maybe Glasgow. I'm not sure. Somewhere in that. Like, I'm not sure exactly what town it's in. But uh, that's now, I believe, a mattress depot. Like some sort of mattress place, and then I think the Middletown Delaware Blockbuster
0: is just empty. I don't think there's anything there at all. Yeah, why the hell did you go down there? Yeah, that, that maybe another day.
1: <laughs> that's that's maybe later today, maybe another day, but we'll get to that one. But yeah, but now it's uh, I've hogged enough of this. Now it's now it's the Jimbo
0: tale. Uh, this may be a series of tales, but I'll tell you what the first job that I had after the audiovisual job at the student union was at a different university. I'm not going to say which university, but it was in a lab where I basically had no oversight. And what do you do when they're like, Hey, take an inventory of stuff. All right. I'll take an inventory of stuff. I'm done by lunch. And then, you know, it's like, uh, how long do you think that's going to take? It's like, ah, probably two and a half weeks, at least just, you know, for serial numbers alone and stuff and i would just free stuff with liquid nitrogen like my lunch and cuz there was nobody there it was like the summer it was summer session so there was one graduate student who was not from this country and showed up a couple of times a week i worked there i went there like every day i worked sometimes like 4 hours a day you know yeah. really really like stretched it out but like they they were like that's what you're doing cool Hell and uh listened to a ton of college radio but by far, like, the dumbest thing is, like, at one point, the doctor was like, all right, I'll be in, you know, one of these days with some people. And, you know, if you guys want to be around, that's fine. And we were. And so the graduate student went to show how one of the machines worked that required liquid nitrogen, like, did it without gloves, mask, anything. And he was like, what? What the heck? No, don't do that. <laughs> Uh, so that that was that was like the first exposure that I had that people were just like, ah, you know, everything's fine. You see, it's in a container. It's stable. It's like, no, no, just, you need proper PPE to deal with this.
1: What was your most satisfying or exciting item that you
0: froze? I think slices of apple were my favorite. The, if you Ooh. tried to deep freeze the whole apple, it wasn't great. Uh, I did a banana, but, you know, it turns all... Just hard, like not like shatterable hard. Because sometimes I didn't have all the time in the world. But slices of apple, I think, were my favorite. Hell yeah, yeah. I don't know. If I think if you slice them right, you could get them to like cut. Like you could make weapons out of them.
1: Oh shit! Get a hone it to a fine edge.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to do some experimenting. Uh, when I when I hijack that truck.
1: A kung fuji apple. Oh yes. Is that
0: is that yeah. Yeah, nailed it. Yep. Um, But after after that job, I sought employment while I was down at my own university in College Park at a uh, sandwich chain as a delivery bike bicycle rider. Because this, you know, this chain's like specialty is quickness, uh, I guess is the best way to put it. And so they like bike riders, whatever. I was good at riding the bike. I I played a a club sport at my university, and I had this job for a day and a half. Like, I I worked, I think, a four-hour training shift, did a couple of deliveries. It was all right. And then the next day happened, and I was like, "Mm, this is not for me.
1: (laughs) Quitting mid-shift has got to be a very satisfying experience.
0: Well, I mean, it was day two, so I I still felt, like, completely disconnected from it. I was just like, yeah, I don't need to do this because guess what? Like, I, I followed all the instructions on one sandwich. It was like, hey, this phone number, this lady, this location. So I went there and I waited 15 minutes. You know, I didn't have any other deliveries. I was stupid and was like, yeah, I'm not waiting around. You know, delivery drivers nowadays is like... You have basically as long as the phone rings. Well, not nowadays. Nowadays, it's just like, hey, I left it at your door. Hope you're all right with that.
1: I took a picture of it. Figure it out.
0: Yeah. Uh, But, you know, I didn't deliver this sub. And I wasn't going to leave it because it specified, like, McKeldin Library. Like, the main library on campus. If I had to go in a car, it would have been, like, a shitty delivery. But since I was on a bike, I could... I can, you know, use some pedestrian chair. Stick <laughs> and move. Yeah, exactly. So I went back to the place, still had the sandwich, like put it in a refrigerator, and she calls up, you know, 20 minutes after I get back. So, I mean, this is at least an hour and a half after she's ordered the sub from a place that specializes in, like, fast subs.
1: Yeah, it's not a gourmet sandwich. It's, it's a sandwich. It's acceptable. F- I wouldn't even call it a hoagie.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't either. I don't think it has cornmeal on the bottom. That's neither here nor there.
1: Hasn't earned that right.
0: But the franchisee took the call because he was the manager. Everybody else was like prepping meats and, and making sandwiches and shit. And he was just like, hey, this lady, you know, this. And I, and she was just like yelling like, blah, blah. I was like, I can't do this, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was my thing. He was like, ah. I get it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. Sorry. <laughs> like, just not today. Not right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a cell phone called the number back then. That was a lot more than you had to do. Like back in the 2000s, you could have ring a doorbell.
1: Yeah. You could just say I showed up and there was no way to like, you didn't even have to. You could just say that. And it's, just were you like-
0: looking for headlights or were you looking for a guy like dressed in the, the restaurant chain's shirt? Carrying a sandwich in a bag.
1: How are you going to prove I didn't show up? How are you going to prove I did show up? I'm not going well, to leave an unattended sandwich on the street,
0: dude. Imagine if everybody got their wishes when it came to like security camera footage from just like buildings and and businesses and shit. Like, hey, uh, something weird happened to me in front of your thing. Can I get the tape on that? And they're like, no. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> But you would see me waiting at the loading dock and then going around to the front door, going back to the loading dock, like spending some time on my phone, maybe inside going up the stairwell because it said six on something. And that's so why I went to like 106, 116, and then like I went up to the sixth floor. But I spent way too much time on this one delivery that I was just like, sorry, like I can't listen to this lady yell at me like I really tried hard. To yeah. deliver her a sandwich. And I know it's because she was taking a shit and she doesn't have a cell phone.
1: Yeah, that'll happen. You got to make room for Jimmy and his John.
0: <laughs> yeah, those two first names, man. But then after that, after quitting that job in the fall of 2009, I came across an opportunity for my my club sports team to make a little bit of money in one day by doing a similar similar event to you other than... Rather than working the gate at a county fair, we would be working a concession stand yes! at a bowl game between, yes! I believe it was Navy and Wake Forest. We talking football? You are talking football. What kind of snacks we
1: dealing with? Are we only dry goods, or we got some nacho cheese involved? Perhaps some soft pretzels.
0: Oh uh, yeah, we had some. Uh, we had like a couple of those heated, lit up pretzel rotators. Yes. Uh, a couple of the stationary nacho holders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had a deep fryer, had nuggets, Ooh. Ooh. had fries. Guess what? Like, this was a shitty assignment yeah. after Christmas in December. It was like, hey, whoever's on campus, guess what? Like, three people were on campus. So we had a crew of four. We ran that place. We had two registers, one guy working the fryer, and then one guy running food. We cleaned up. Yeah. And we had a percentage of the take and fucking cleaned up. Each one of us went home to our girlfriends and they were like, you reek of like fast food. (laughs) Like you just smell like a fryer fryer and like shame. Yeah. 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 Eventually we started running out of shit. Like they stocked us with things and we just started to have to cross things off the, the list by the third quarter. It was, it was that insane. And we all felt good because we were competent college kids. It was the right crew.
1: Did anybody? Did the did the person running the fryer assuming it was just one one guy the whole time? Did he have experience on the fryer? Because I don't think not that I've ever worked in like a like a truly a, a fast food or, or just a fryer setting, but I don't I don't think I could pick that up in one shift.
0: It was already hot.
1: Oh, so it's 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 hot, and, like, are the yeah. times for how long to cook shit written down? I'm, you just shake it. You pick it up, you shake it, you look at it. I know it's not rocket it. science, but I'm sure nuggets and fries go in for different amounts of time and onion so rings, it's, presumably. It's funny
0: you ask that, because that guy, a couple couple of years before, uh, when I think I was entering my sophomore year, and he was entering his junior year, he actually got uh well I guess he always had— Type 1 diabetes, but it, like, really, really got to him. Uh, he ran the fryer the whole time. Like, he was he was cooking and ripping bags open and doing shit. But one time I looked over and he was injecting himself with a needle <laughs> into his stomach. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, you all right? And he was like, yeah, I do this all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, just nuts to see that <laughs> taking place at a deep fryer. <laughs> yeah. I I did change the oil out of a deep fryer at Golden Corral, which fun. none of us knew what we were doing. So we just coated the floor with oil. I mean,
0: just covered
1: gallons of used Golden Corral oil, gallons of it, just loose.
0: Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I mean,
1: we did it like on like a Saturday morning, which meant it was nice and room temperature. You know, it it, it wasn't hot still, which is good because otherwise we would have we would have burned the whole building down. Oh, shit. Not to keep bringing up the old job stories, but I just thought of another one from Golden Corral. Right before I started working there, they had two compactors. They had a, or no, I'm sorry. They had one compactor. They had two dumpsters. They had a clean cardboard dumpster and then a trash dumpster. And they had a compactor, a dumpster compactor. And so once they started to get, you know, every couple of, it was the full height dumpsters. So they were probably eight feet tall. Like you couldn't see into them from the ground. (laughs) And so every time they'd get close, they were still on wheels. They would just bring out, like, the dish room and anybody else. And we'd, apparently, I never got to do it because of an event that happened right before I got there. They would just shove these fucking things into the compactor every few feet of trash and refuse. And it would smoosh it. And then they'd pull it back out. And so there'd been a fire. A small fire, but a fire. The franchise owner was on shift while, while it happened. He put the ashes into the dumpster. And then put the dumpster into the compactor, which then reignited and basically fused the dumpster to the compactor. And so one of my jobs early on was a personal compactor. So me and another dishroom kid who went to the same high school as me, we'd climb up the sides of these dumpsters. And uh, for the clean cardboard, we just jumped around and smushed it because it was clean. But for the actual just straight garbage, like... Golden Corral trash, just full of rotten food. We laid down cardboard and then jumped on that just to pack it down. And again, I weighed like 140. He probably weighed less and we did no damage to that trash. But they would make us do it. like They were like, you, you have to go. And I, by make us, I mean they told us to do it with an authoritative tone, and we were children, so we did it.
0: You were, yeah, children working for children's salaries. Yes. Well, we all were one day. Yep. Why, so I'm kind of interested that, that they made you compact cardboard. Yeah. Because that's, you know, it's like made packing material. It's just like, ah. Uh.
1: Here's what would happen. They wouldn't make people break down the cardboard.
0: Ah, uh, so you're just jumping on boxes. I'm just
1: jumping on boxes, but it's like, hey, we can skip this whole step if you guys just bust out a box cutter for five minutes while you're out here smoking and drinking Hennessy anyway.
0: Well, I mean, it takes it takes experience or experienced you know, mentors to show you the fine art of breaking down boxes. It is an art. It's not something you pick up.
1: I'm going to jump way ahead to uh, when we were working at the warehouse that you and I worked together at. I was, at the time kind of running a department but they hadn't officially promoted me yet but there there was no boss it, like it was just sort of me and we had holiday help and we had told this one guy to break down I, I, i had told him i was like hey all these boxes here's a box cutter break these down and put them in the stack over here so that we can re-tape them up later uh when we when we need them to ship stuff out and he was like all right and so then like a couple minutes later somebody was like ben You got to go get that guy. And I look over and he is just slashing the boxes like everywhere. But the tape seam, he's just cutting it to ribbons.
0: Oh, man. Just going
1: nuts. (laughs) It's just like, I didn't know I had to walk you through what breaking down a cardboard box meant. That's that's on me, I guess. I'm sorry. You're a bad
0: trainer. I am. Hey,
1: hey, I wasn't the boss. I was just sort of a dude. Anyway, we'll get to all that. It's all
0: right. I'm still a bad trainer. And I've trained so many people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hell yes. Now let's see. Where are we at time-wise? We're at. We're at. Uh, I'll
0: time-wise you. I got room for another blockbuster.
1: You want another blockbuster? All right. Yeah. So after after that blockbuster, I went off to college, and when I came back, I found out basically, in no uncertain terms, I was no longer needed at that blockbuster. But they would take me at the other one, right down the road, and it really wasn't far down the road. It was probably a ten-minute drive. It was in Delaware, and in fact, it was so close that very frequently, if we did not have a movie in stock, we would call them, and if they had it, we just hold it. And the customer, every customer was like, "Oh, I'll totally drive there. That's not yeah. that. F- that's a t- twenty minutes round trip. That's not." I a- go over there all the
0: time for sandwiches.
1: Exactly, and they would do the same for us. They'd call us up and be like, "Hey, you got a Five Will Goes East?" And
0: uh, yeah, we do would go, no, that
1: one's called Five Takes Manhattan. Nice try. And anyway, so I was working there, and that's when I got a big old promotion to assistant store manager. <laughs> oh. Now it's the big time. Yeah. Now the previous guy had gotten five, the previous store manager had gotten five. 18? Yes. The store manager was 17. Oh. Just, uh, just consistently that working company. for people younger than me. Which is, hey, that's fine. But it, when you're 18, maybe that's not fine. In general, working for someone younger than you, that's totally fine.
0: It was not fine with me at 30.
1: Well, hey, m- maybe you got to look at the old man in the mirror there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the previous store manager, as far as I could tell, would just get in his car and drive around the massive parking lot of the shopping complex that it was in, just smoking blunts and call, like he would just be on the phone with our vendors to buy stuff to just be like oh that's why i was in the car was i was ordering more coca-cola products and so they fired him for being just wildly irresponsible with like the ordering of things and so they had pallets of of expired soda and so the way chain stores work Is that, or I think any, any place that has like a branded cooler is you have your relationship with usually Coca-Cola or Pepsi. And you say, we want this number of this things. And once the expiration date comes up on those things, that company like Pepsi or Coke will buy them back. But if it's a lot, they will adjust your, like what they're willing to sell you next time. Or if they're not buying anything back, they will try to sell you more. They'll be like, Hey, you, you didn't return any Coca Cola. Would you like more Coca-Cola or you returned a lot of Sprite? So we're not going to give you as much Sprite because we don't want to waste money buying back the Sprite. This guy just had pallets because he was telling Coca-Cola that we were selling it. And so I'm talking immovable pallets because we did not have a pallet jack. So it's just, I don't know if you've ever seen the the eight-pack plastic holders of two liters. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, we had those stacked up to the ceiling, several like probably four foot by four foot squares of them that went to the ceiling several of those of just various coca-cola products
0: that were expired
1: yes some of them were all two liters some of them were all uh 20 ounce we had a bunch of vault it was the era of vault that came in both green and red flavor
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. and so
1: we got coca-cola to buy back what little they would and then I forget if I've mentioned before, I was not allowed to have soda or candy as a child, really. I mean, around Halloween, sure. But even then, like two pieces a night, I don't know. It definitely didn't make me the weird asshole that I am today. But suddenly, your boy had access to gallons of pop, of tonic, of -hmm. all flavors, a lot of Mountain Dew Code Red. (laughs) And we had an empty deep freeze in the basement that was unplugged. It was just sitting there. And so, for fucking... Weeks, every shift, I filled my back seat and trunk with two liters and 20-ounce bottles of soda, and I filled the deep freeze, I filled the rafters of the basement, I filled every nook and cranny of the unfinished part of the basement, which the finished part was, was my bedroom, with just as much soda as a boy could carry. <laughs> and I only worked at the store for, like, three months, but I, f- I took pallets
0: of that shit home. <laughs> For somebody who doesn't drink soda, you drank a lot of soda.
1: I was, Let's just say I was doing a lot of that, only with, you know, they don't come in. I didn't have any cans. But, yeah, so now I'm second in command of the place. Not a lot of note actually happened at that one just because, I don't know, it just didn't. I think because a lot of my friends were away, so we weren't doing a stupid. T- one thing that we did, one big fun item, we'd have to do inventories. Where at the end of a shift,
0: Uh, anybody who was working
1: that shift, they still got to go home. But you basically got everybody who had not worked that that, that closing shift would come in like an hour before the shift ended. And we'd go into the back closet and pull out these giant spools of cable and all these old scanners. And once the store was closed down... You had to go into, you know, inventory mode on the computers, and then you scanned every single thing in the store. And the reason that this was done was because every DVD has its own unique barcode to keep track of who rented what. Obviously, the barcode on the back of them that's printed, the UPC printed by the manufacturer, that's all the same, but the Blockbuster one's all different. So you scanned every fucking single thing in the store took hours even with a bunch of people when you have these long cables you you know they're, they're getting tangled on everything they're going all the way to the back and you got somebody up front just letting you know when your computer's errored out and they're manually entering all the candy and soda and all that shit and then at the end you print out what's missing that you're supposed to have and then you go back and you start hunting to see if it's there it's just massively long and horrible process and then when you're done i would say there was a 50 percent chance that it erased everything you just did. And uh, and so you just left a message uh on the uh the franchise owners, like the like the owner of the whole not 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 the store, the whole franchise. So he's these he is the owner of like 30s you just called him up and left a message like, hey man, it didn't work. So we'll have to do it again another time. Good luck. And so because of that, what we started ended up doing is they brought in like a PS3 display thing with like a nice TV. And so a few times we'd just be like, you know what? I have a feeling the inventory didn't go well tonight. And so we would just show up and get, we would drink during all of it regardless, but sometimes we just show up and just get drunk and not even attempt to do an inventory and just watch, watch the dark night on Blu-ray or some shit with like a, you know, a fucking bucket of Coronas just in a dark blockbuster. And then I kept an air mattress in the back of all the blockbusters I worked at just because I had so many rollover shifts. you know, like, They'd close at midnight, I'd go home at what you know, you're leaving at like 12.45, 1 in the morning, and then they'd open at 8. So there were several times, I was just like, or a lot of times, I'd just be like, fuck it, if I'm working the night shift and then the morning shift, I'm just going to fucking sleep here. Yeah.
0: Especially the first one, it
1: had a damn shower. The other one, it was just like, ah, how sweaty can one man be from working a Blockbuster? It's not exactly manual labor.
0: It's a lot. Yeah. When you're a sweaty man.
1: Yeah, so I would just get drunk and sleep in the Blockbuster because I'm a champion. And I lived the life of Riley, as people would say, uh, 150 years ago. Oh! Yeah. So that's, uh... oh, one time the bank across in the opposite corner of the parking lot got robbed and the cops came over and were like, do you guys have uh, any footage of that? And I was like, no. And they're like, we see your tapes? I was like, no. Mm. No. Like, we don't have any external cameras. Like, they did not come into the store. Like, mm. what do you think block- no. You think Blockbuster has outside cameras? Why? Why the fuck would we have that? And then uh, another time, we had carpet cleaners come in at night, and so I I basically just punched in in street clothes after I like, you know I showed up like five minutes before the uh, the person closing up left, let the let the carpet cleaners in, and then I just went to sleep on the I put my air mattress on the tile floor behind the registers because right. I knew they weren't going to clean there, and I just went to sleep and just. You know, was going to wait for them to be done. And the, the fucking cops came in and they were like, is everything okay in here? And I was like, yeah, uh, I'm sleeping. But yeah. And they're like, oh, we just saw you passed out. And uh, a couple of guys walking around with flashlights. I was like, well, they have the giant hoses coming in because it's, yep. you know. Eat a dick, dude. They're coming out of the carpet cleaning trucks that say carpet cleaners and they're cleaning the carpets and it's two in the morning and I'm asleep on an air mattress. Like I think a lot oh. of the, I think a lot of this checks out, but uh, you know, I get it. Probably not a lot for them to do. Not a lot of no. I won't say more. I really want to make fun of the police. But we're not getting political. They probably had a lot of dogs to go
0: shoot, is what I was gonna say.
1: Anyway I'm sure they did. That's pretty much that
0: whole blockbuster. <sighs> What a blockbuster it was. I never partook in blockbuster. We always had a California Video that was in the same shopping center as that Little Caesars Fairfield shopping center. And that that uh California Video which had an adult section which you could like jump into as a child but you would get thrown out of there eventually.
1: Did it have the little half curtain so that you could it see had It had
0: full length bead curtain.
1: Oh, okay, cuz you can yeah. never have a full length fully opaque curtain. In the porn Mm -hmm. section? That's not good?
0: Yeah, they rented all of us kids a bunch of R-rated movies until our parents found out. And then our parents started renting us those R-rated movies.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) I suppose that, yeah, good,
0: good. Mm -hmm. But that it's a liquor store. It's a liquor store that's pretty actually amazing. Uh, I think I got you some dogfish heads there. Oh nice. Some of, the, some of them wine bottles.
1: Oh yeah, I used to love them big fuckers.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I remember seeing Bitches Brew and I was like, how many of these can I buy? And they were like, ah, I don't know. Two. <laughs> it's like
1: that? Really? There's a there's, there's a cap, man. They don't want you hogging all the stash of the uh It says limited release. I, yeah, limited to me now. Yeah, every the whole world was waiting on Dogfish Head and was it Miles Davis to finally Make a beer together, even though he's you know how long's he been dead? He's passed on, yes. Like a long time.
0: Um yeah. Well
1: Yeah. I don't think I don't think he officially licensed the dogfish head beer. I'm sure his estate did. Yeah. Regardless, well, that'll bring us to the end of the work portion of this episode. Now I got two topics I want to I want to run past you if we have time. One of them very Jimbo centric and I just I just want to hear your take. I know this is this was a big part of both of our lives, three if you include Papa, but now it's you, Papa and Matt. How do you feel about the apparently maybe not even a rumor this might be fully confirmed that Ken Jennings will be taking over for Alex Trebek? Based on Alex Trebek's own selection,
0: I'm okay with it.
1: How's the apartment dealing with it? Are you guys Are you guys okay?
0: Yes, we're we're fine in a sense. And I know it was mentioned today earlier that that he's part of the Clue Crew because he was he was on uh, last night's episode as part of the Clue Crew, mm-hmm. but he was just a guy in in a room.
1: We're, talk, we're talking you, about Ken here,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Jennings is, is actually a, a Jeopardy! employee now.
1: Huh. I know he hosts a podcast that I don't know the topic or who the other guy is on it or what it's, a you know, if it's any good, but I, I've heard him start to say ads that I then skip.
0: Yeah, well, Kelly and Jimmy, you know, are getting passed over for a guy who's just, you know, spent a little bit of time on the show winning like $2.5 million and then, then just steps in for, you know, like a little COVID green screen and then becomes the host. That seems strange. However, you know, I don't like Alex's makeup so far.
1: Is it bad?
0: Uh, Well, I hope when this airs, it's better.
1: We all hope that. (laughs) We hope the best for Alex Trebek.
0: We do. We do.
1: Truly one of the greatest Canadians. Now the other topic that I wanted to run by you. I took a, took a different route home from work today because I had to stop by and buy weight plates from a stranger on Facebook Marketplace because that's a sentence that I get to say because apparently I'm that guy now. Good for you. I actually had a delightful conversation with him. He was a very nice man. Hmm. And after that, on my, on my way home, I'm, I'm now trying to get back on the highway in a different way. Normally, I'd already be on the highway. I'm leaving Emeryville slash sort of Northwest Oakland trying to get back on. And I go past a... One of those, like, Ford Transit vans, the, like, little fucking delivery vans. And on the side, it says Blind Tiger. I'm like, I wonder what that is. And then I get closer, and it's Blind Tiger Gourmet Ice. And so, it struck me so much that even though I still had another, like, half hour before I got home, I remembered it. And I looked it up. I currently have it brought up on the computer here. And... I think they wholesale gourmet ice, boutique ice to cocktail bars, but they can also sell it to your house, and the prices are outrageous, and the designs are the most pandering bullshit I've ever seen. So right now, you can get a five-pound bag of crushed ice for six dollars, which I guess that's that's a little higher than normal. That's like a a times two factor.
0: You can get a handful of, uh, it it's it's made into a a swan, but then crushed into ice ah, for uh, for eighteen dollars a uh. It, it's actually not a fistful. It's it's more like a a, a four finger pinch.
1: Well, you can get five of their BFCs for
0: big fucking cubes.
1: You know it for seven dollars. Five two-inch-thick ice cubes for $7. Five cubes. Mm. Talking about frozen water here. Now, if you would like a design on it, you can get the COVID Times BFCs for, let's see, that's going to run you $10. And that's going to have such designs as what appears to be a bald man wearing goggles and a mask, a classic smiley face wearing a mask. Two hands kind of clapping with a heart above them. Another hand with, like, a drop above it, sort of like the universal, like, wash your hands symbol. And then, I might be showing my ass here, but I don't recognize this one. It's the number six that has five toes. They've made the number six look like a foot. They put toes, a toe print above it. I don't get it.
0: Neither, Neither do I. But
1: I'm not but... one of the youths, so... Write in and let me know what the fuck that means, but I, I don't know. I was struck by this. I wanted to know. I wanted you to be struck by it, too. I just wanted to, basically I wanted to upset you just a little bit.
0: It sounds like their ice is the price of ice with inflation of um, ice in the 1840s, when I had to contact a guy in Boston like who had fresh pond, just frozen up and had like a warehouse that was covered in sawdust. And, you know, just, Hey man, can I get a couple of bricks? I got this party this weekend. And he's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's only three continental dollars. Sweet.
1: Hell yeah. Last comment on the ice cubes. Cause I know you guys are really thrilled with my hot takes on a cold product. They have a hospitality pack where $3 of each sale is donated to hospitality helps. Then they have a Black Lives Matter pack, and they don't say that any of it's donated. So they just have the symbol. Maybe it's donated, but they don't specify. They just have the the fist symbol on a cube, so you can resist while you get wrecked.
0: mm -hmm.
1: Which, I love to see corporations taking advantage of a good cause. We love love that. We love that.
0: So it's gourmet ice. Do you know what craft ice is? (laughs) Have you... Because I saw a commercial today for an LG fridge that creates craft ice.
1: Artisanal ice? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's just a big ball of ice. Okay. fist size. Well, maybe like a cricket ball. I don't don't know how big those are, but I assume they're smaller than baseballs.
1: I mean, those are only clear. They only freeze clear if you distill it, if it's distilled water. Otherwise, it Mm -hmm. becomes cloudy. Well,
0: there are impurities in this world.
1: Yeah, you can just buy those things. You can buy a mold for less than the cost of five cubes and make as many as you'd like. They just won't be clear. Or you can go to the store and buy distilled water, and then they will be clear. Or you can distill water yourself. It's
0: all you need is heat. Or you can not care about where your ice comes
1: from. That's probably the biggest one. I it's just it, it was very funny that I, I mean, look, I'm glad to see small businesses still existing. It's just sort of I'm kind of surprised that this guy, this truck was driving around delivering that this ice. this
0: one that this one survived,
1: not just survived, but is currently doing stuff like where's, yeah. you know, presumably people are still having cocktail parties. And honestly, five cubes, that's a socially distanced
0: amount of people. Don't worry. Keeping things refrigerated does not does not support viral life. Don't worry. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't save anything.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It just struck me as odd. Hmm. Anyway, we've gone a little long here, and I don't mind that at all. I'll go long on you. Goddamn right.
0: God. Damn. Right. Well, to maybe the death of jobs in the decade of the 2000s for me, I would like to say thank you, the 2000s, the Bush years mostly.
1: I would like to say thank you to the listener for sticking with us for three episodes in a row of the same basic topic. We'll switch it up next week. We have, obviously, a fuck-ton more work-related ones because, again, James is
0: barely into college,
1: and I am, I guess, yeah, I guess I'm technically into college at this point.
0: i barely almost getting out of college. Yeah.
1: So, there's a lot more. We'll have something different for you next week. Thanks for coming back.
0: It'll probably be about moving.
1: <laughs> i I doubt it, but it could be. Who knows? We do you have another know. one of those brewing. We've actually moved, you know. I think we've moved a couple of people since those last two episodes came out. So, cheers! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well done. Well, speaking of well done, and by that I mean I have no transition for the plugs, which are follow us on Instagram at Road Soda's Pod, where we're going to be posting something relevant to this week. Probably some pictures of Little Caesars Pizza, hot and ready, five dollars.
0: Yeah, I've been to the uh, the the arena. Yeah. Where's that one? It's in Detroit. The Little Caesars Palace ah, is what they call it. The Big Apple. The mm-hmm. Windy City. Yeah. The Windy Apple.
1: America's Playground. Detroit. Rock City. Huh. That last one's actually real, I think. <laughs> anyway, pod at gmail.com. Write in with whatever the fuck you want. Let us know what you're doing. Let us know. We have a, we have a fan in Columbus, Ohio. and You're a guy. Way to go. Keep it up. Feel free to anonymously write in and tell me to fuck off, or non-anonymously be like, hey, I'm I'm this person, I'm actually your friend, I just moved to Columbus and you're not aware of it.
0: Or tell me something in your alternate reality replicant lizard-speak.
1: Yeah, because this, this is, is not, not the reality, reality that we should be living in. Mm-mm. Had to squeeze one of those in there. <laughs> Having too much fun with the editing. You can't be giving me options and effects. Anyway, <laughs> write in. Tell us whatever you want. If you if you write in and, and and don't want us to read it, we absolutely will respect that. But uh, we're getting a lot of listens, and that's really fucking cool. So thanks for doing that. Yeah, gracias. We'll talk to you next week. Danke. I think Jimbo has some some parting words for all of us to drift off into whatever we're doing next with. Go ahead and hit him with it, Jimbo.
0: Yeah, Evan Williams. Always said, Two empty nips sound like. Fantastic. And as we say every week, go fuck Evan Williams.
1: God fuck Evan Williams.
0: Everyone. everyone.